RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, everybody. What's up? My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. We hang out every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices and on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a review on iTunes. That helps share the show with your friends. I'm trying to get a lot of people to become patrons. We're really in the beginning of this thing. Hopefully, in the future, we'll be able to do the show as a daily show. That only will happen if we have patrons. So go over to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. That's the site. You can also find the link at, uh, on my, um, what do you call it, on Twitter and all over the place at RDT Daily and on the Facebook page. Also, one more thing, one more announcement uh, before I get going and start the show, really, the therapy for the resistance, is um, you got to come to see to this event called the Minds Event in New Jersey. It's uh, If you go to my Twitter page at Real Tara Devlin, it's pinned to the top of the page, the link to this event where it's supposed to be for fostering um, productive dialogue between people of different political persuasions. I'm on the flaming liberal side. There'll be, so I'm the, I'm the normal person, and then there'll be some abnormal people, or whatever, some other people that are, we're going to have a discussion about something about immigration. I guess they're not going to be, they're not going to like immigration, some of them. I don't know. I guess they'll be afraid that a caravan's going to come up and and murder them or something. So they'll be it'll be interesting. So come to that event. That's in that's on August thirty first, and anybody who uses the code Tarabuster will get a fifteen percent discount off the price. So uh, I need the backup. So come on, come and join me there. And there's other things going on, not just that panel but that should be interesting all right listen what else everybody i'm gonna thank all the patrons later on but let's just get into the show because i basically have a knot in my stomach i was thinking today i was well as i was preparing for the show i was like this is work man this show is work because it does i think it's taking years off my life just having to listen to the 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 that asshole that is squatting in the white house despite receiving fewer votes having to deal with that i have to actually watch clips of this asshole and 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 read about what these monsters are doing i constantly people say to me oh i tune it out i can't take it anymore i can't do that but i also warn those who say I ha- I can't take it. I tune it out. That that's how they get away with it. You know, you could stick your head in the sand like a friggin' ostrich, but that your body still your ass is up in the air, and they're and they're gonna take advantage. So that's how we allow that to happen by not paying attention. They they overwhelm us with constant the ugliness. 
And of course, people, we're only human. You want to have a, a decent life. You need, you, you don't want to walk around with a knot in your stomach. I get it. I don't. But it is what it is. This is the reality of the situation. That we are living in a, uh, if we're not careful, it's going to turn into a full-blown fascist state. We're not kidding here. It's, you know, let's not ask anymore, can it happen here? It is happening here. And um, that's why the Republicans are so upset that their concentration camps are being called concentration camps. They're used to getting away with their crimes against humanity. They are. They think they don't they think they count on us being decent and tr- not uh, and trying to be polite, let's say. Hold on, I just got to fix this mic. As always. So that's one thing actually one of the things that really irritates me besides everything else about the Republicans is they're they're constantly if you say something to a Republican now tell me that you haven't experienced this also I'm sure you have but they say oh you're supposed to be so tolerant I thought liberals were tolerant when I tell them to you know f off back to 1936 Germany where they belong or where I say things like at this point hating Trump is a patriotic imperative hating Trump means loving America and they say, oh, you're supposed to be so tolerant. There goes that liberal tolerance again. You know what? We're not tolerant of intolerance. If you tolerate hate, hatred and racism and fascism, that's how it blusters and blooms. That's how it gets away with it. That's how it spreads. There should be absolutely no tolerance of that. Just like you don't yell fire in a crowded theater. The way I look at it, because they say, oh, you know, this is freedom of speech. All over this country, we, we have Nazis rallying. There should be, the, I mean, honestly, the, I believe that you, we shouldn't allow hate rallies. I don't care if they say, oh, it's just a pro-white, you know, that you have uh, gay pride parades. And why can't we have white pride parades? Because... White pride, this, the, the entire earth is a white pride parade. And, that, and a white pride parade, a tiki torch march, that's all about intimidation. And the same reason why after the Civil War, years after the Civil War, during, uh, when any, when any time black people got a little uppity or started to, yeah, oh, hey, we want a seat at the table, they started erecting statues of these traitors all over the South, the traitors to the United States, people who took up arms against this country, tried to destroy this country, that they they put those statues up there, not because, oh, this is a uh, our heritage. They put it up there to tell black people to keep in your place or this is what's coming for you. It was it's a, it's a campaign of terrorism. So why we tolerate Nazis you don't tolerate Nazis. I mean, in in Germany now, swastikas are illegal. They don't have Nazi rallies there, at least I mean, out in the open. It needs to be underground with the rest of the cockroaches. When you have a rally of hate mongers that, uh, you know, it's the same thing, actually, when uh, I you think about these um, 
religious fascists who they're the only thing they they their only holy obligation is gay bashing that is that's a hate rally frankly of course i mean that's another that's a long road to uh to whatever what's the word uh that's a i guess they to get to that point of coming to an agreement that these religious you know like this kim davis bitch who wouldn't give a couple of people uh, a marriage certificate or license an application to form a legal marriage contract because this this divorced bitch didn't think that they had the appropriate combination of genitals for her sky spook so uh you know to be pleased um, you know, I guess down the road, maybe if we ever become sane in this country, well, there'll be a, a reckoning of what exactly is a religion. If you're, you're couching your own hatred of human beings, that's your, that's a holy obligation. What if your, what if your sky spook told you to put chains on other human beings and keep them in bondage? I mean, cause that's what the sky spook said to a lot of the Southerners, cause they would read the Bible and it says, Hey, slaves be good to your masters and obey your masters. And they would use those passages in the Bible to justify owning human beings. So you know, you could justify just about any, well, anything up to and including incest and rape. So whatever. And now they, they, the only, uh, I mean, like the, the God that Mike Pence is, uh, you know, loves or whatever is he's a homophobe. So I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem to me that they're, because they say, oh, it's a, when they talk about religious freedom, when that, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about hating gays, having the freedom to be, uh, to be a bigot against gays, to, to oppress other human beings. So I don't, I truly don't believe that we should have any tolerance of that any way, shape or form. It's not about having, finding common ground with a with a complete and utter fascist no you don't find common ground you evolve and you dr- you bring them along kicking and screaming let them kick and scream in the corner we, we are going to have a civilization they don't deserve first of all the other thing is not first of all i mean every uh, whatever second of all a third of all and last of all they don't re- the republicans don't deserve power they are not legitimate they are not a legitimately elected cabal okay they have received fewer votes all over this country they are rigging and gerrymandering their way into power so the including twitler oh oh he won this is what i hear from the republicans he won under the rules that we have yeah those rules that were put in place uh, so the slave states didn't have to feel oh, oppressed by normal people who told them they, they didn't have to worry. Uh, they, the slave states uh, wouldn't have to worry about uh, normal people coming in and saying, you can't own other human beings. That's, they would have, they'd still have slaves in this country if, this, if they were allowed to. You know, we had to, uh, you know, yet that's how you have to discipline these white racists. You gotta, I mean, I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, we're not going to have a bloody civil war, hopefully, but 
you know, I just think that that's how you have, you just always have to drag them. And during the Civil War, you know, 500,000 Americans had to give their life because of these mother effers. It's the same. These are the same people. Now, and don't, don't be fooled. If this were the American Revolution, the time of the Revolution, they would be the loyalists. They'd be fighting the revolutionaries. So don't ever be confused. I don't care how many times they hump the flag or wear their made-in-China American flag lapel pins. They are the, they're not patriots. We're the patriots. We're the ones who are capable of functioning in a democratic society. We're the ones who are in this nation of immigrants trying to make a nation that works for all and capable of functioning, not uh, you know yelling all lives matter when somebody says, uh, uh, they, when they point out a legitimate problem with this country that a lot of black people have a fear of getting pulled over because they might end up dead. So uh, that is a problem. And if this was a functioning, mature civilization, most uh, uh, we would be addressing it like functional adults and not going, nah, 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 USA, USA, all lives matter. Because, God damn it, I wish all lives mattered. Well, don't you? If, we, if, if all lives mattered, we wouldn't have to say, Black Lives Matter. But that's woo, way over their heads. But, oh, yeah. You know, and as I was thinking today about, I'm just so sick of it, really. The, 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 the Southern, these Republicans. It's not just the Southern Republicans, all of the Republicans. But the fact is, is that they're, they do not, they don't represent the majority of this country. So we're supposed to be a democratic nation. And we have a cabal of fascists, racists, homophobes, misogynists, throwback to times best left in history's dung pile that are, that are constantly holding us back from progress and inflicting their manias on us. Now, and so on uh, wherever, whatever, I was watching the corporate media, whatever, and they were talking about how Twitter... He his of course he's he's pulling the racist he's playing the race card of course because he's that's all he has he doesn't have anything to write home about I mean they talk about this economy great economy that's another story I don't want to get into again but I as I say we um we, this country has Stockholm syndrome if these morons are out there crying about the great economy when. The the, the uh, majority of workers can't handle a four hundred dollar emergency. That's not a great economy. It's a great it's a great economy if you're rich. It's not that great if you're a worker. If uh, where you have the whatever the statistic was, where they uh, many Amer I think it was like a quarter of Americans will never retire. This is what they were saying. They because that that's a great economy. That in any other country that would be considered a failure. And then you have these assholes chanting how what a great economy it is in the at these Nuremberg rallies. But so they were saying how Twitler might win again under the Electoral College rules. And but um, and I was just making my making myself sick again thinking about that because it's like the the Electoral College was put there. So because now they're saying how 
oh well it's they're so the the founders were so smart to put it that's what twitler says he talks about the electoral college because then the politicians would have to pay attention to the to the less populated states and but the fact is we don't live in 1799 anymore right we're, we're living in modern uh in the modern world it's a very small world which is one of the reasons why uh, the republican lies can be easily debunked so there's no excuse for these morons to continue to be assholes but whatever and um but so the electoral college is the way i was th- I, w- I was thinking about it, it's like the the so they were saying that there's a concentration of population in California and New York and in the cities. So Twitler could lose handily in, in these highly populated areas and still win, quote unquote, the election because of winning the Electoral College in these 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 less populated states. And I was like, talk about the tyranny of the minority. Uh, the fact is, why shouldn't we in the cities have a, a more, more of a say? People leave those, those ass-backwards towns to come to cities because they want to live in civilization. So we want to we live like, um, you know, Kansas or whatever. I mean, I'm not supposed... I'm not... Whatever, I am knocking it. I'm like, I mean, but really, the truth is, they... Um, I would much rather have a civilization that looks like a modern civilization. Not, uh, I mean, I was saying once before, like nobody, nobody dreams of going to see the the meth, uh, the moon over the meth clinic in uh, in Kansas. You know what I mean? They dream about coming to New York, that or going to California, or you know, coming to, when they talk about coming to the to America. That's what they're talking about. They want to go there. They don't want to go to the to Kentucky, or you know where Mitch McConnell is. So, and they these less populated states, they're they are so concerned about being left behind while they're dragging us back to times we 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 thought we left in history's trash heap, because here it goes again. The that whole disgusting display at Twitler's rally. The, uh, at his Nuremberg rally the other day, uh, it's uh, it. I can't. I really can't stop. First of all, I had to. I couldn't stop looking at it because I had to get some stupid clips from this asshole. But it's. I. I. I one of the things that makes me very concerned ge- generally about the the morons. I mean, this could happen to any country. So. When we we talk about the what happened in Nazi Germany, and everybody says, "Well, how could it? Uh, how how could a modern civilization allow these fascist assholes to take over and destroy the, a a forward thinking country?" Because Germany, Berlin in the twenties was a very progressive, um, you know, town, and um, they had a gay rights group and. Uh, you know, they were, they, it was a modern, progressive city. But, of course, it's, uh, it, like I, like we were saying earlier in earlier episodes, every, this is the human condition. This is, it's not a, an American thing. It's a human thing. You just don't, 
you in in other countries the the civilization is functioning or you hope like in Norway or Finland you know all the countries where Trump wants to, the immigrants from those white countries they have functioning governments they have free press they have a democracy but they because they work at it they put that in regulation they and Trump and his republican fascist monsters Oh, they're always bashing government, bashing regulation. But how the hell do you think we have a functioning government? You have it because we get together, we we the people get together as adults, mature, emotionally capable human beings and sit and and discuss how we're going to uh have a functioning democracy and and we put safeguards in there. So people you know so uh, so it works so in certain countries they have it's mandated that you have like i can't remember which one it was but it was they have to have 50 percent of their legislature is female i think that in canada they, they did that too recently but that it just that happened because they decided we want to be a modern functioning civilization that works for all and so when Republicans come in and they start dismantling things, they start dismantling, they talk about regulations, like all regulations are bad, and these, these idiots are there cheering and uh, like a bunch of monkeys in a zoo for, for their big, disgusting orange ape in front of them. It's, um, what, do you, what do you think this thing is? What, the, the entire government, the United States, the Bill of Rights, that's all regulation, for Christ's sakes. The, the Constitution, that's regulations, you assholes. That's what we, 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 that's the whole point. Human beings live in society with each other, and you come up with a bunch of regulations so you don't so you you have a decent you your life so you can live together and work together and have decent uh, decent communities you decide together that is the point this is that's what democracy is that's what government is it's not the enemy we form ourselves into governments because human beings are we are interconnected we're interdependent we live together we have to be together so, you know, um, now these assholes, obviously, it's clear that they are more comfortable in an in, in autocracy because they cannot handle a, uh, the fact that th we, this is a diverse nation, that this is a diverse universe. I mean, country and um, we'll say, what do you call it? Earth, that there are people that are different from them. And we're all here. If you're not a Native, Native American, you're an immigrant. So they're, um, the, you know, this asshole, this, this big orange n narcissist. How, and I, when I was watching this, this Nuremberg rally from this past week, this most offensive of, of all, I mean, it's, uh, I just couldn't believe what I was watching because I'm like, why would anybody go there? He's not an interesting speaker. That's the other thing. He's just a gigantic narcissist, and they are standing there like, uh, like the like he is the he's just a giant parasite feeding off of them 
the, getting his narcissistic supply from an audience of morons. And the most, the, the, the most, the saddest thing I, I saw in that rally was that little girl. And I know you, I mentioned her the other day, but the, that, li- that little girl standing behind him as they were all saying, uh, send them back send her back or whatever the hell and uh and then the little girl's looking around and she starts chanting starts joining in send her back send her back i mean there you go that's how it goes that's how racism gets passed from generation to generation that poor little victim uh, she's a she is nothing but a a victim of the hate that her parents are instilling in her the ignorance that they're, her parents, that should be child abuse. If this was a, 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 an actu- actually a functioning, mature democracy, that girl would be, would be taken away for, from her parents for child abuse. Because to bring that girl to a, a hate rally a, a, and to fill her head with nothing but lies... To watch, to say, look, here's our here's our big authoritarian daddy, and he's up there lying to their faces, nonstop stream of consciousness lies, and there, and he's not interesting. That's the whole thing, which is so confusing to me. Why are they there? He's not saying anything worthy. He is just rambling like a, like an old man in a bar with Fox News on television. It's beyond belief, and I'm like, wow, but here you go. The, uh, the fact is, you know, they have done studies on conservatives. Conservatives are low-effort thinkers. They are fear-based. They are, they, are, they are attracted to hierarchy, and, you know, that's because they, I mean, it's, they, they, uh, it's just a mob the tyranny of the mob and for that and that's how you know the the that republicans hate this country because they if they really loved this country they would not inflict this hatred on the country they know the demographics of the country they know that in a few short years it will be a majority minority country and i can't wait god damn it i cannot wait I can't wait. I wish these big, fat, white, straight, white oafs, these rich little, these like, these fat, these whiny fascists would get the F out already. You know what I mean? I mean, 74 years old, Donald Trump, you've done enough damage. And enough. And when you look at Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and, and all these old white you know i mean lindsey i was gonna say straight he's not uh i i do believe that lindsey is is a closet case and it's a kind of a well-known but whatever a well-known um open secret which goes to show you that how how pathetic is that yeah oh he could you know he's supposed to be a a a bachelor right lindsey let me just look it up lindsey graham yay let's see what comes back Oh, oh, sorry. I just hit the hit the thing. Let me see. Lindsey Graham. Oh, uh, that's the other thing. 
I just saw her on Twitter. Patty Lapone, the 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 um the right wing was going nuts because Patty Lapone, the Broadway actor, was said Lindsey Graham should come out of the closet on Twitter, and the right wing was going nuts, saying that oh Patty Lapone is homophobic. Um, calling, calling a closet, encouraging a closet case to come out of the closet is not homophobic. Only if, I guess, it's homophobic in the minds of these right-wingers because they consider being gay. Anybody, if you call somebody gay, that's some kind of an insult or whatever. But, I mean, how, what a pathetic little, little life of Lindsey Graham. Imagine being Lindsey Graham. You know what I mean? Going, you're, you're a closet case. You are a sycophant to a con man. And that, that's how you spend your life. You, you don't do anything of value. You suck up to a greed-centered, tax-dodging, draft-dodging, serial-bankrupt con man with a fake university and a fake vitamin scam someone a a serial sexual predator a liar a pathological liar a grifter a and and that's that's what you've done with all your power you you had a position of authority you and uh and and you didn't want to lose it Right, you saw the writing on the wall, but instead of being a uh, someone with a spine, someone with courage, you decided to become a sycophant. That's Lindsey Graham. How do you think? And I mean, I mean, Mitch McConnell uh, is going to be remembered even worse. But what? How do you think um, history is going to remember the the Republican Party? They they're not gonna it's, they're not gonna age well. Okay, let me just play. uh, This is kind of making the rounds. This is uh, Lindsey Graham in 2015. He's a race baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. He doesn't represent my party. He doesn't represent the values that the men and women who wear the uniform are fighting for. I mean, what does he know what the men and women wearing the uniform are fighting for? You know, he's he's never served this country a day in his life he's only served himself and that's how we know because when a con man came walking through the door peddling hatred xenophobia racism that he uh, he 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 certainly changes his tune he's a race-baiting xenophobic con man was that that what he said race-baiting xenophobic whatever but i mean that's uh, clearly like a lot of Republicans at in the beginning of the Trump uh, candidacy, they they called it like they saw it. Uh, Ted Cruz, same thing. Who Ted Cruz? Now, how do you become a Ted Cruz and be and support Donald Trump? Become another sycophant to Donald Trump after Donald Trump attacks your father as a. Um, spreads a conspiracy theory that your father murdered, helped murder JFK, and then, not even that, then he goes out and he tweets a picture of your wife. Call He calls Ted Cruz's wife ugly, basically, comparing his wife to 
to uh, Ted Cruz's wife to Melania, which goes to show you many things like that. Donald Trump is a misogynist and he's a piece of shit. That's on top of that. But that because Melania is nothing. Melania's not a human being to Trump. She is nothing but an, a, an accessory to the sociopath. How does he, she make him look? It's better. It's more for for publicity for his his whoever the fuck he thinks he is to have this you know uh, this nude model on his arm instead of a woman who is his age. Now Melania will I mean obviously Trump is going to die eventually so uh, who knows if he'll have another wife but she cannot commit the crime of getting old. That's of waking up a day at a time. That's that's the problem. That's the problem. The other women that had, they just kept waking up and aging. You're not allowed to age. You're just you are nothing but a a hole for him to stick his smaller than average penis in. That's really the truth. So it's not about. I mean, can you really imagine them? Donald Trump and Melania. This is why you say, you know, when you're in love with someone, you know, he's he's never made love to anyone. He has just fucked them. That's it. Because that's he needs that that it's about him. He it's just a process for him to feel pleasure. It's not about uh, connecting with another person or m- making love. Get the hell out of here. He is disgusting. He's a sociopath. Do you think that they they um, have sex and lay around talking, laughing, dreaming in the at night? No way. Anyway, I didn't mean to put that disgusting image in your head, but that's the truth. That's why he and uh, you know he's pals with that Jeffrey Epstein, that disgusting s- sexual predator. It doesn't matter because to him, women are commodities. So what does it matter if Jeffrey Epstein was liked? younger women as he put it younger women meaning girls girls 14 year olds 12 year olds children that's what donald trump donald trump is fine with that because epstein is a rich man and these women regardless of their age are nothing but commodities and that's why when what's his face uh Dershowitz, he's come, he's come out saying, oh, he got massages at Jeffrey Epstein's house, but he put, he kept his underwear on. I'm sorry for that image too. That's, I mean, it's just disgusting. A bunch of old, wrinkly, old, white, fat men. I mean, no, I'm not trying to fat shame them, but whatever. They're just gross. They're just disgusting. They're gluttonous and getting rubbed down by, by sex slaves. They don't care. They don't care. They that they're not. They're 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 just disgusting human beings. They anything can be bought. It doesn't matter the situation that a young person might find herself in, being sex trafficked by these goons. But you know uh, what's his name? Uh, Dershowitz said that he was on TV defending himself, saying that uh, that he was calling one of the the girls. The young, well, now she's older, but when she was, when this assault took place, she said that uh, Dershowitz assaulted her at Jeffrey Epstein's house. He, and and uh, Dershowitz was calling her a prostitute, 
when she's fucking 12 years old, 14 or whatever it was. It doesn't matter. She's a child. She's a prostitute? So because they're trying to denigrate her, you know? It's all these poor, poor, rich white men. Can they ever get a break in this world? Oh, God. You see what I'm saying, people? Anyway, I'm just pissed. I And this is why I have a friggin' knot in my stomach. And I know it's taking years off my life. I really do. <laughs> I like Daniel S. writes in the chat room, Tara is medicinal. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting some good medicine out of it. Because <laughs> I'm about to keel over. <laughs> no, you guys are medicinal. This is me medicine. It is. Because the I feel the knot kind of dissipating a little but it's it'll it's always there though that's the thing it really is a knot in my stomach i feel like a physical sensation of a twit like a twisted because and it's and it's the anxiety it's not the anxiety i guess it's like it's just anger hatred against w what i see and i can't believe it when i watch donald trump and the republican party it's just worse i mean it would all it would be bad enough it was if it was just trump but it's the entire Republican Party and watching them do what they're doing to this country, them continually degrading this country. This, this, this country has a lot of potential. And the, our, our founding, the promises in our founding documents, we should be able to live up to them. But they don't want to live up to them. They, they don't want it. They, it's like the same thing where it doesn't matter what you call it. They they can say they love America all they want, but the fact is they hate this country. It's like they um, they talk about, uh, you know, well, I was saying this on the other show because uh, I did a, we a weekday show because I had some time. I'm going to try to do that more often when I have time during the day to do a show during the day just to get maybe some more audience and, to find, you know, new listeners and, and some people who may not be uh, around on Saturdays, but to also kind of uh, get some, I don't know, uh, interest in maybe doing a daily show. If if I do it as much as I'm going to try to do it as much as I can, it will help. It will help. But uh, I because I really want the show to grow and get more audience the more because otherwise that what are we stuck with this is what I always say we're stuck with MSNBC that's the liberal media no um we gotta we we got a lot of work to do so but what was I gonna say anyway um let me see let's see oh this is Trump at I'm just gonna play some of his his Nuremberg rally I, I and I took some of the I grabbed some of these clips be only only because I could not believe that this is what 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 passes for a speech for these idiots. This is what they think this is this is something this is entertainment to them. It's uh, it's mind numbing. When I listen to Donald Trump, I feel my I uh, my mind atrophy. He's a moron. He's he is a an idiot. He oh what the fuck does he say? Oh, very very everything is very very this very that. It's terrible. It's a disgrace. He I mean, it's well, yeah it is terrible. It is a disgrace. But it's because he is the disgrace. 
how and and I also think about how how will we ever recover from this? We can't just forget what the Republican Party has done to us. And is, is he going to have a library? He's going to have a presidential library. He's, there's going to be a painting, a portrait of him in the fucking White House? No fucking way. So anyway, um, let's see. Here's Donald Trump talking about how, uh, how pe- people want to um, say to him that he's not leaving the presidency. He was really successful. He wasn't successful. Uh, he's really smart. Or he's really stupid, but he's trying to take over the world. You know, they have so many messages. He's really stupid. Then next week, Donald Trump has a sinister plot to take over the world. You can't be too stupid. Because they actually think it's working, right? I saw one of these so-called comedians the other day. I mean, he's, you know, a pretty respected comedian. He said... Because that's what he's doing, right? He's just watching television. He's that's that's his job. And in fact, I was listening to Tom Hartman this week. I don't know if you guys heard it, but he read something. I wish I had found the article, but it was uh, written about Hitler and how Hit- that's what Hitler did. He he didn't get up. He didn't start work till later in the day like Trump he's a he was a lazy he's lazy and all he did was read the uh, what what was said about him in the newspapers and if something was said that was that he he didn't like it would it would ruin his day and if someone wrote something positive he would be uplifted and all of his sycophants would run around trying not to be, become a target and they were all tripping over each other to ingratiate themselves to this this inept idiot who was an evil, evil bastard who was leading Germany and the world into disaster. Where by the time he was fucking done, how many millions of human beings died in World War II? I think it was 55 million uh, human beings killed. Let me see. I'm just trying to look at that statistic. Yeah, casualties, 55 million. Unbelievable, right? So let's just listen. Wait, where is this? Here it is. I'm telling you, he's not leaving. He'll never leave. He'll win this election. And in 24, I'm telling you, he's not leaving. He's going to stay. So we did through our friend. Listen to them all screaming. Time magazine cover. I was on so many times, I don't even read this thing. Yeah, right. And it says Trump, 2014, 2018, right? This is a speech. This is a fucking presidential speech. We go to 20. We go to 24. Did you see it? Then it says 28, 32, 36, 40, 44. Yay. Look at these assholes. Yay. Look no, at this. I mean, it's unreal. More time. We don't need any more time. We need one more. The senator came to my office, sir. Sir? I'm oh, and I love when he tells stories. He has to inflate himself even more. Uh, how everybody calls him sir. Ugh, I wish somebody would kick him in the balls. I'm great. I'm <laughs> six and seven, sir. I can give you great advice. I said, senator... I'm one for one, but it happened to be the president. Oh, and now it happened to be the presidency. Oh, God in heaven. Two for two. 
Why was I so born during this time? We have 20, we have 24. And you know what's very interesting, though? There are really people out there think I'm not leaving. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Hey, maybe that is a good idea. That's Yay! Boys, Listen to them. They think crazy. they're owning the libs. All I have to do is say, let's think about it. They're going to go crazy. This is his, that's his, that's his electoral strategy. He doesn't have any plans. So the, the Democrats are all putting out their plans. We have plans for how, how to make a, a decent life, how to promote the general welfare. And what does he have? Racism. He's got, they hate America. How do you hate America when you don't pay your taxes? That's the other thing. I want, I wish somebody would ask him. Is it patriotic to pay your taxes? Um, I don't know. According to him, he's a genius because he figured out how to not pay his taxes. But I guess, you know, we're just a bunch of dumbasses that uh, we have to pay for him. He is a parasite. You see, back in after the first Republican Great Depression... The, the thing that concerns me about what's going on now, especially when dumbass, uh, you know, Trump supporters and other people, I know the corporate media has a has a vested interest in promoting this fiction that this is such a great economy. It's great if you're rich. It's great if you're a fucking bankster. And I'm sorry I'm cursing a lot. I don't know why. I guess it's that not in my stomach. I, it really is. It's great if you're a, a trust funder. If you're a one of the undeserving rich, if you're an heir, if you're Donald Trump Jr., but it's not great for everybody else. If you have to work for a living, if you're in the 99%, it ain't great. It is, it's the United States of serfs and lords. And if you can't retire, this is not a great economy. If you're wondering and worrying about your health care, if you can't go to a doctor when you're sick because you're afraid of the co-pays and the deductibles and the co-insurance and the exclusions, you're not living in a great economy. If you can't, you know, if you're deciding between whatever, if you can't go on a vacation, if you can't buy a new car, if you can't, whatever, have these, the little trappings of life that make life a little easier and worth, uh, you know, the relationships or you're not just going from one uniquely American low paying job to another. So you can not even meet the standard of living that your grandparents thought was their birthright. You know what I mean? How much, how much that uh, of a great economy is this? I keep hearing this. It really, I mean, obviously, I'm sorry I keep hitting this. It keeps, it infuriates me because it's it's bullshit. And it just goes to show you what, um, you know, what Stockholm syndrome, syndrome suffering dupes this country is infested with. We should not be talking about this is a great economy when the uh, what is it? What's a living wage? The we have a classification in this country called the working poor. How is that a great economy when you have something called the working poor? The working poor. Most people are working poor. I mean, that's what it is. If you're if you can't retire, I mean, that, that what is retirement? 
what is the point? You know, most a lot, you go to the Walmart. I mean, I don't go to Walmart, but uh, they have these old people, Walmart greeters. They they got to take another job because they can't they can't afford to live. Besides, you know, because Social Security, they don't, they don't have enough to retire. And then I saw something they were saying like, oh, you need to put away at least whatever for your retirement. It's like. War, as they talked about how a lot of people can't retire, so they're like, oh, make sure you put away enough, at least 10% of your income to retire. It's like, that's easy to say when, but if when you're living paycheck to paycheck, you don't, there's nothing to put away. You have nothing. So, you know, this is the fantasy of this country is beyond belief. And that's why. People really need to get out more. I know people can because they can't. A lot of people don't have passports. They don't travel. They don't, you know, see the world. But if you get outside the borders here, you realize what the hell? What's going on in this country? That other places that at least in other countries, the workers of the of those countries understand who they're up against. That they're not temporarily embarrassed millionaires that they're workers and that they're the bosses um you know that's who they need to be fighting not those who are the refugees or somebody trying an immigrant trying to get a decent middle class life because they they saw you know whatever they saw a brochure (laughs) And they think that they we could still have one here. I don't know. You know, they the Republicans have been very crafty because they they they've changed the definition of the American dream from if you because it used to be you too can have a decent middle class life, uh, you know, raise a family, go on a vacation every now and then. Um, buy a new car, have a decent roof over you, had to go have some entertainment, leisure time, and after your lifetime of work, retire in security and dignity. That used to be what it meant to be an American. But now they all talk about being an entrepreneur. Or So can you be some kind of businessman? Like we're all going to be freaking businessmen? It's like... That's that's not freedom either. There, this it's the the world goes around not just on the backs of business men, and I mean men too, because it's usually men, right? But it's it goes on. It's the it's the symphony that we should all be able to earn a, a decent middle class life, regardless if you're an entrepreneur. Like that's the the American dream. Being an entrepreneur, like we're all friggin' entrepreneurs. We're all, I mean, what the hell? Everybody has to come up with some kind of entrepreneurial idea. Like you can't just be a decent worker. You can't be somebody who wants to be a carpenter or whatever, a plumber, but you know, whatever you are. Everybody should be able to make a living in a country that is the most wealthy country on earth this country is the richest country don't make any mistake and believe me the friggin ceos and the entrepreneurs at the top they'd be they're doing just fine they would be fine even if they didn't make a billion dollars 
There is no reason why anybody needs a billion dollars. I'm sorry. I'm wearing my this T-shirt. That's just a coincidence. Billionaires, it's what's for dinner. That's available at the RDT Daily store. So any any merch that you buy helps us keep going. But that's that's the truth. The fact is, you don't need the the the. That's the whole thing, right? There is no reason for anybody to be a billionaire on this earth. We have people right now who are who are they're rationing their insulin. And we got billionaires in this freaking country because when you get to a point after a certain amount of, of money that's being made, the the whole system is is rigged in a way that funnels more money into your pockets. So the they don't. And the other thing is they don't need nobody needs a billion dollars. And it's also the other thing. It's detrimental to a decent society to a decent democracy that's the whole thing the they we used to commonly understand that 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 the you know as fdr said organized money is just as dangerous as organized mob and that that's the fact that we would have the estate tax to prevent the intergenerational aristocracy from developing. And uh, so there's no reason for one person, how many people, like Bernie said during one of the debates, four people in this country have more wealth than the bottom 50%. That is not only outrageous, that is criminal. That is sickening. That's abhorrent. And it's also, it's, it's the kiss of death for democracy. Because you can't have, as Justice Lewis Brandeis said, you can't, you have to make a choice. You can have democracy or you can have concentrated wealth, but you can't have both. So when you have four people having more wealth than 50%, than the bottom 50%, you're, this is, this thing ain't working. It's not working properly. It needs to, uh, they need to um, not have a billion dollars. That's, they need to be taxed at the, a high marginal tax rate as we had under that socialist Eisenhower. And then we can have nice things. Like, for instance, you know, and it's also, they'll be fine. That's the other thing. Oh, somebody says, some, this is what I can't stand about Republicans. They think that they're, that, that some, for some reason, um, they're all, uh, they think that they're, they have more in common with like a Jeff Bezos than they have with the migrants coming across the border. The fact is, they have more in common with the, the uh, those at the lowest rungs on the ladder than they do any time in any way, shape, or form with a friggin' billionaire. That's for sure. So you know, I mean, I can't stand l- listening to these Republicans constantly defend. Oh, I, this is one thing I always hear from a Republican. Rich guy never gave me a job. I mean, a uh, poor guy never gave me a job. Yeah, and that is bullshit, okay? The fact is, when poor people spend money, that's what happens. I mean, we you give somebody... Okay, they always talk about welfare and whatnot, right? Some Every dollar in welfare returns $1.60 into the economy because that is being... It's being spent, 
So you give so you give the uh, somebody you know people who spend money spend the money, and it keeps the economy going. So that's how jobs are created. You can have so much money concentrated at the top. What are they doing with it after a certain amount of money? What where where's it going? It's going into Swiss bank accounts. It's not it's not circulating in the economy, and it's going into the pockets of like a Lindsey Graham or a Mitch McConnell or or whatever a DLC Democrat who wants us to think that uh, Medicare for all is too pie in the sky. You know what I mean? So. They don't tell me this bullshit. Oh, a, a poor person never gave me a job. Well, you know what? The the fact is a rich person um, wouldn't be rich if it weren't for all of us here contributing. And the the fact is uh, if they they wouldn't have anything to anybody to sell to if people don't, didn't have enough money in their pockets to spend you know what I mean? So it's the more we concentrate money in the at the top, it's not only it's bad for democracy, it's bad for all of us in general. So and it's just the same shit we've been dealing with. The whole human race has been dealing with for thousands of years. And the way that the Republicans, their agenda is simple. They are bringing back the the system that the founders fought a revolution to escape. That's just it. It's the bottom line. The very system of rich, you know, the rich own everything and run everything and they have all the power and there's a large pool of working poor to exploit who don't say anything, who don't pester their betters for anything like healthcare or you know, decent middle-class lives because they're awaiting their rewards in heaven. And they also have, they have some scapegoats to, to kick down on. There's some brown people there that they, that they get to hate. So instead of focusing on the top where it belongs, they get to kick down on some uh, migrants who drowned in, in the Rio Grande. You know what I mean? <sighs> That's Republicans for you. Anyway. Bum, bum, boom, bum. Buffering is terrible. What? I didn't know. Not on my end, guys. Son of a bitch. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Sin City. See you next week. Okay. Listen. It's almost time for my break. I might as well take it. Uh, yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, I'm not seeing any uh, buffering problems, but so it depends. Everybody has a different connection, too. So, all right. Uh, listen, everybody, listen. As I said, you're list you are listening. What am I talking about? Thank you for hanging out every week. Please become a patron. And we will be able to continue doing the show and maybe even do it more often. You know what I mean? When I say we stick together, we win. I'm not kidding around. It's not a, it's not a drill. We need help. We need your support. And I want to thank Jude Morford, who uh, tried to become a patron. And she had a problem becoming a patron. There was, for some reason, the Patreon site wasn't accepting her credit card or... And we tried numerous ways, and the 
yes i know lowering the video resolution it's on it's on the lowest i don't know if that means on my end but um uh, anyway but jude uh, she she really touched me by touched my heart by filling out she filled out checks all every month instead of doing the patreon online she sent me monthly checks and i just thought that that was so um, amazing and i just want to recognize jude she's always been a great supporter she is the founder of women standing it's a peace uh, as a group that advocates for peace so we don't forget what uh, uh, it's her the the display that jude that jude puts on is very stirring and touching where she will have army boots and she will go to different uh areas and so we remember what that that right now soldiers are dying in wars of corporate aggression and now in in her display she's also included baby baby booties so we remember the children that are being separated from their parents, the trauma that we're creating. So uh, I want to thank Jude for all her, uh, just her, her caring about not just the show, but about making the world a better place. And her, the organization is Women Standing. And it's, uh, Jude is an amazing person. So thank you, Jude, if you're listening. All right, guys, I'm going to take a little breaky-poo. I need some coffee. And um, my name is Tara Devlin. This is a good chance. Now we got the eight minutes. It'll be Green News Report and Labor History in Two with Rick Smith, Green News with Brad and Desi. And this is a good opportunity to go over to Tara Buster on iTunes and give us a good review or go to the Patreon site, become a patron, or go to the merchandising page, pick up some some merch. We have a good... I'm going to order a shirt for myself, actually. It's uh, a shirt, We'll Trade Racists for Refugees. Uh, how appropriate is that now? So, anyway. All right, guys. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. I will see you on the other side. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. 32 states will see heat indexes above 100. 200 million people will be feeling the heat and humidity. Yet another dangerous heat wave broils the U.S. Mmm, broiled U.S. Sounds delicious. Are we now in a pattern of continually breaking these climate records? Yeah, I hate to say that we told you so, but we told you so. America to see off-the-charts heat in coming decades. Plus, Trump administration moves to protect polluting industries from the tyranny of local control. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. The uh, Trump administration may go down as one of the truly great environmental uh, uh, administrations. Nobody will believe that. Because it's a lie. Hey, who knew? Senator James Inhofe is still alive. Go figure. This is your Green News Report.
Okay, Desi Doyen, I gotta play Michael Mann's uh, clip again here because... I hate to say that we told you so, but we told you so. We, we predicted this decades ago. Yep, he did, they did, and I wonder how many people will be listening to him now that they will be broiling for the next several days. Yep, as we go to air, cities around the nation are implementing emergency measures to deal with yet another dangerous, potentially record-setting heat wave across most of the U.S. Who could have predicted it? We told you so. Now, of course, there is no analysis yet of this heat wave's relationship to climate change, but it does fit the pattern of global warming making heat waves increasingly more frequent, longer, and more intense. So keep that in mind for this next story. If we do little or nothing to cut our greenhouse gas emissions, most of the United States will see twice as many extreme heat days within the next 20 or 30 years, underscoring that climate change is a growing public health threat. According to a new study released this week, the number of days when the heat index, that's the feels-like combination of heat and humidity, when the heat index soars above 100 degrees Fahrenheit or higher, will double within the next 20 years. Mm. And heat waves will go from lasting days to lasting weeks. Some U.S. cities will even see off-the-charts heat days of as much as 127 degrees, which is beyond the current heat index. According to climate scientist Michael Mann, in an interview with Euronews, that's what we'll see if we don't move quickly to phase out fossil fuels. What you know, we think of as you know, unprecedented extreme record heats today the latest studies show that if we continue on this path, we continue to burn fossil fuels for decades to come, then the hottest day we've ever experienced will be a typical summer day in the future. Well, I hate to say it, but he did tell us so. He did. Now, that study also includes a tool to look up your location, along with direct actions that every community can take to cut their emissions and get ready for hotter temperatures. We'll have that link at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. And you're going to have to do something with all that time you're going to be spending indoors in the air condition because you can't even go outside. Extreme heat, of course, brings other consequences. A different new study this week finds that the amount of land burned by wildfires in the United States has doubled over the last 30 years because of hotter temperatures. It's even worse in California. Wildfires there burn five times more land today than they did in the 1970s thanks to global warming. Even though we've cleaned up the forests and swept the floor and done all that stuff that Donald Trump told us to do? Yeah. Wow. According to the lead author, quote, each degree of warming causes way more fire than the previous degree of warming did. we got to do more sweeping. In other news, the Trump Environmental Protection Agency plans to introduce a major policy change to curtail the ability of local communities to appeal pollution permits granted to industries in their area. The EPA's move weakens rules that for decades have given locals a voice in determining how much pollution industrial facilities are legally allowed to release into their neighborhoods. But polluters, however, will still be allowed to continue using that appeals process to obtain permission to pollute more. So the people on the ground in the small towns, the local governments, they will have less say about all of this? Exactly. So I beg of you, I plead, next time Democrats are in charge and you hear Republicans talking about how small government is better, how the people on the ground know best, please keep in mind 
they don't actually mean it. And the U.S. Forest Service has also unveiled a plan to bypass a major environmental law that had required extensive environmental review before starting any new logging, road building, or mining projects in the public's forests. The new policy change includes a loophole that allows logging companies to clear-cut up to seven miles of the public's forests with no environmental review or even public notice, meaning residents won't even know it's happening until the logging truck show up. You know, if you just cut down all the forests, you cut down on forest fires. Just saying. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Hey, it's hot outside. You're going to have to stay inside and do something. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith. And this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1877. That was the day some of the worst violence of the Great Railroad Strike erupted in Pittsburgh. The strike started days earlier. It's contested as to whether it began in Martinsburg, West Virginia, or Baltimore, Maryland. The strike spread rapidly along the Baltimore and Ohio Railroad to New York State, Pennsylvania, and throughout the Midwest. At its height, the Great Railroad strike involved well over 100,000 workers. The strike began on the Pennsylvania Railroad on the 19th. Management repeatedly tried to move trains through the yards and was confronted by angry strikers. Pennsylvania guardsmen were called out. The strikers presented the railroad with their demands. They wanted an end to double-engine trains that required fewer workers, wages reinstated, reinstatement for their fired co-workers, and an end to pay grades. Local militia sided with the strikers and refused to show for duty. When thousands of strikers gathered at the depot, the Pennsylvania National Guard moved unsuccessfully to disperse them. Then they fired on the strikers, killing 20 and wounding 29. The strikers were infuriated by the deadly aggression and drove guardsmen into a nearby railroad roundhouse. Word spread quickly throughout the city of the massacre, launching a virtual general strike. Workers began seizing arms wherever they could find them. They set fires to dozens of railroad buildings, burned down the Union Depot, destroyed over 100 locomotives, and more than 1,000 freight and passenger cars. The next day, guardsmen shot their way out of the roundhouse, killing 20 more as they were chased from the city. A total of 3,000 federal troops would be necessary to quell strikers' fury by month's end. Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com. All right, guys, welcome back. Thank you for sticking around and hanging out and helping me reduce the knot in my stomach and what else i wanted to thank mr browning and patricia unruck i'm not sure i'm sure i'm not pronouncing your name right i want to thank you for your super chats that means a lot and it really does keep us going um i also want to thank all the patrons now let me see i know i i'm supposed to I don't want, I don't, I mean, now we have, we're getting to the point where it's just too many names, but Michael, Daniel, Michael, D, Gail, Jim, Sam, David, Gary, James, Martin, 
Cynthia, Dwayne, Peter, Jane, John, Susan, Katie, Deborah, Paul, and Randall. You are my friends. <laughs> you really are. And when I get depressed, which happens about every 20 minutes for the approximately the last 15 years. No, I'm only kidding. I, un, how do you pronounce it? Unru? Unru. Unru. Is that right? Unru. Very good. Did I write it? Did I say it right? Okay, thank you. Patricia Unru. Thank you. And I, I just suck at names anyway, so I appreciate you telling me, uh, you know, correcting me. I don't want to sound like stupid or anything. I don't want to sound like that orange asshole. And I, I would never sound like that. So, because... In order to sound like that, I don't know how, how you would sound like that. You'd, you'd really, I, I, I never thought I would see the day that such an ignorant person, I mean, we know evil has risen to power, right? But have, have there ever been any, has there any been ever, has there ever been anyone so stupid and evil? Yes, I guess so. I mean, I guess when we had, when when the world was ruled by intergenerational aristocracy, yes, we had stupid and evil. But now this this democracy thing was supposed to prevent that. You know what I mean? How did this ever happen? And the and the fact that it's continuing is beyond the pale. So Let's just get back into it because one of the things, here's another thing that I can't stand with Republicans. And first of all, the couple of things, I mean, the, I, I, the, the whole Democrat party thing. And when I hear, uh, I'll listen to other talk shows and I'll hear people call in and they, they say Democrat party. How the hell does this catch on? That's the pejorative. If, and, and if, if the person who is the host does not stop them, then there's a problem. They, they, the, it's not the Democrat Party; it's the Democratic Party, and that's the whole thing. Here, and during the Trump's Nuremberg rally, it's 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 just because the the Republicans are babies. That's what it is. Everything that they accuse liberals of, that is that's them. They are masters of psychological projection, and it is a Nazi tactic, by the way. Of And a lot of it, I think, I don't think that they do it purposefully because I think they're just babies, you know what I mean? Their real motto should be, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say, bounces off of me and sticks to you. They're, they'll say, they, they just accuse, I mean, the Nazi tactic is to accuse your opponent of the very thing of which you are guilty so they, you know, that's what they do. They have, and they have no, they, because they have really nothing to boast about. What are they going to boast about in reality? They funneled money to the top. They're attacking the healthcare in this country. They're trying to remove healthcare from millions of people. They have nothing to boast about. So they, all they have is divide and conquer. And they are using Nazi tactics because they're friggin' Nazis, all right? They are fascists. It's not, this is the whole theme of tonight's program. They're fascists. 
fascism is not it's not coming to america it's here and i'm and i am glad to see other people say that people in the progressive mainstream or whatever or not even progressive i mean like the corporate media on on msnbc they'll they'll, they'll they've been talking openly about it so how is this okay right the and the other thing is so we have a fascist we have a uh, a racist and the the democrats what are, what are the democrats doing about it i know that the democrats are always called on to save america the the progressives right we're always we always got to come in and rush in and and fix whatever they break but they have they broken this thing beyond repair every time it's really true think about the last 150 years and beyond it's, it's i mean i'm saying now conservatives so from the Civil War, they were, they were constantly f- cleaning up after conservatives who wreck everything and ruin and destroy and tear, tear down. They're never about uh, progress. They're never about creating a more perfect union. They should really, I mean, honestly, it's what, they're up to, uh, what they're up to is criminal against this country the crimes against the americans and i i bring it up a lot the 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 those who gave their life for this country uh i i actually i'm just trying to find this i because i i said during the the show on because i did a special show this week during the week and i was I mentioned that I I live near Cavalry Cemetery, which is one of the oldest cemeteries in in the United States. So it's a really interesting cemetery, and it's like a walk through history. And there are, there are many veterans in that in that cemetery. So I I was it it may, it really makes me cry. If I really want a good cry, I go there. It's and I I like to go there because I also like to to think about how short life is and not that that's i i we're all finite beings and i tr- it makes me appreciate my life now right to make the best of this life and it also gives me the courage to just say effort and get in the fight you know what i mean to do the best that I can and because ultimately what's what what's it going to matter in the end I mean we're all we're all going to cross over or die or whatever and we're but we have an obligation to leave this world better than we found it and there's a there is a a monument there it's a grave of a of a World War II veteran Lieutenant Alfred Inzarelli and well, I just stood there and cried reading his inscription. Now, I didn't get the picture. Let me see if I can put this up in front of the camera so you guys can see it. It's a monument. It's a really kind of cool statue of him smoking a cigarette. And the inscription says August. Let me see if I can zoom in a little here. Hold on a second. Hold on. It says August 22nd, 1920 to October 6th, 1943. Okay. First Lieutenant Alfred Inzarelli, 
22 years old, died serving his country in North Africa. Enlisted on June, enlisted June 1942, assigned to active duty with the engineers, the, the 120th Engineers, 45th Division, commissioned first lieutenant in June 1943, awarded the presidential citation for military merit and the Purple Heart for wounds received in action. This is what gets me. He stands in the unbroken line of patriots who dared to die. Okay, I'm going to lose it. <sighs> so that others might live. Oh, man. It just really touches me. Okay, I got to get it together. He lives uh, in a way... Wait, wait, wait. Where is it? In a way that humbles... The effort. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So others might live. Through through it, he lives in a way that humbles the efforts of most men. He leaves a broken-hearted family. All right. I'm getting very upset. And then on the bottom, there's his mother, who's also buried there. And it says, September, her name is... Pe Pietrina, Pietrina, September 21st, 1884 to April 24th, 1946. Okay, I'm going to lose it here. This mother, through the loss of her son who lived, who served this country, was unconsolable for two and a half years and died of a broken heart. All right. That gets me. Because I that's that's who Okay, I'm crying now. That is who these fascist bastards are denigrating. When Trump praises dictators and makes a mockery of democracy, when he divides and conquers this country. The those people, the yeah, the sacrifices, those that's real. The sacrifices are real. A family the, that a young man gave his life for this country and his mother died of a broken heart. Um that is more than any of the Trumps have ever done for this country going back their entire history. And all, not even in this country, in the countries of their origin, they fled. Trump's grandfather fled the draft, you know, and they take advantage of the military and the the service that that really is in the hearts of of most people. People want to serve. They want to help others. So when he sits there and talks about an immigrant to this country who is now a representative in the House of Representatives, representing her community, that an immigrant who came here, who is a naturalized citizen, who, who came here and s is serving her country. Her, the, the citizens in her district sent her to Washington 
to serve this country and he denigrates her and says that she hates this country? She represents the American dream. That is the American dream. That is something to be proud of. And to, to say that she hates this country, I mean, the lies that come out of this fascist bastard's mouth, the fascists that First Lieutenant Peter Inzarelli gave his life fighting. That, that's, you, now, you cannot tell me that if this were 1940, well, let's say 1936, that Trump wouldn't be stroking the sword of Hitler. Right? Instead of uh, the, the Saudi royal fam. He, he would love Hitler. Are you kidding me? Please. Uh, denigrating everything that, that that young person, a 22-year-old young man, I mean, and leaving behind a broken-hearted family. Oh, God. Unbelievable. And to say that to just to lie to say that this representative this this uh woman serving in the house of representative it hates this country what do we hate no hating trump is a patriotic imperative if you hate trump you love this country that's what it means hating trump he is the disease that needs to be uh cured out of this body politic that is for sure that woman uh, who is a Somali refugee who came to this country for the American dream, that's, she is living the American dream. We should be proud of her. That this is, that's the kind of country we live in, where we welcome refugees and they get to serve in the American government. And, but you know what Trump thinks? That if, you're, if you criticize him, that's, that's what he equates hating this country. You see, and so do the rest of the Republican Party. That's what's so disturbing. So fascism is not just coming to America. It's here. Listen to Lindsey Graham talking about Trump and uh, and the Somali refugee in a MAGA hat. I think the president is playing on the 1968 love it or leave it. I've said before that if you're a Somali refugee wearing a MAGA hat, he doesn't want to send you back. You probably have dinner at the White House. What does that tell me? That it's about the criticism and the critic, that the president believes that what they're doing is over the top. We're not running concentration camps. So when you start accusing people of running concentration camps who work for the United States government, you're going to be met with some pretty fiery responses. I don't like it. I'm not going around telling anybody to leave the country who's an oh, American so, citizen to so, a naturalized citizen. This is your home as you. much as mine. So if you're a Trump loyalist, you're, you're, you're fine. But if you criticize, and there's lots to, lots to criticize. In fact, well, I mean, according to Trump, this is a, this is a, uh, the country is dead. The, the American dream is dead. It's American carnage. Well, isn't that the name of his book or something? Uh, I, uh, uh, what, what is the name of his, one of his books? He's a, f anyway, let me just play because I have Trump talking about how much he hates this country. Let me see. Hold on. Of course, I don't have it ready. Okay. Dum, bum, bum, bum. Maybe I didn't grab it. Damn it. 
Oh, yeah, here he is, trashing America. Folks, we're living in a third world country. The American dream is dead. Our country's a mess. Our infrastructure is falling apart. Everybody knows what a mess our country is in. We are a mess. Our country's a mess. We got a mess of a country. They were saying the other day, Trump is angry. Of course I'm angry. I want to be angry. Who's not angry? And you know, they wanted me to say, no, I'm really not angry. I'm, I'm, one, I'm so happy with the way that the country's a mess. I am angry. Okay, whatever. He he sucks. Okay, he's a hypocrite. The other thing, that's the it, the the hypocrisy is bottomless with the Republican Party. If you're a Somali refugee in a MAGA hat, you're welcome to stay. If you're a loyalist, if you're a fascist Trump and Z loyalist who want and and the other thing he said during his Nuremberg rally, they're here. They're always telling us how to run it how to do this, how to do that. You know what? If they don't love it, tell them to leave it. They're always telling us how to run it. Who's us? Who's they? Isn't that their job as representatives in the House of Representatives? Or I guess in Trump's mind, they're just part of the sycophant brigade that's supposed to say, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, whatever you want, sir. Bomb Iran now, sir? Sure. As long as you say, sir, to this bloviated, puffed-up, orange piece of shit that you call the, the, the fascist, the illegitimate, the Putin puppet con man who received fewer votes. If you call him sir, you're good to go. You'll get dinner at the White House, Lindsey Graham says. Oh, my God. This closet case, Lindsey Graham. Unbelievable. Who is, who's, who's, who's them? They're always telling us how to run it. You're goddamn right. Because you suck. You're not running it like a democracy. You're not running it like a democratic nation of laws. You're running it like an, an illegitimate cabal who received fewer votes, who are entrenching power and making sure that the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. That the working class, whatever's left of it, becomes the more malleable working poor forever and ever. Amen. That's, I mean, really, you don't have to be a political scientist to figure out the scheme here, what they're doing. And that's the oldest trick in the book. This, this is the whole thing. It's divide and conquer. And then when you this is this is why Republicans hate the uh, they don't like public education. They want to keep everybody. You know, they don't like unions. They, you know, they're supposed to they love America so much, but they hate unions. They hate democracy in the workplace. They hate when working people have a seat at the table or a say. Right. So um, what are you talking about? Always telling us how to run it. He's the one who says that the American dream is dead. Then get the fuck out, Donald. I wish you would. I wish you would take all your Republicans with you. Finally, get out. That's the other thing I think. My God, well, how much longer are we going to take it? Are we going to allow these right-wing fascists to drag us down? To I mean, this is why we can't have nice things. What is wrong with this country? It is really the people. The country is the people, right? That's who it is, the general welfare. 
when you have the, the, the millions of people that are cheering a con man, what can you do? You know what I mean? You have to get them. You have to drag them kicking and screaming, as always. We have to drag them kicking and screaming into democracy at this point because they're dragging us back. This is why the why why did anybody ever give their life for this country if it was just going to turn into a fascist shithole? Like I mean, what is what a waste! I mean, this is why we have to fight. So uh, so all of those people did not die in vain. Could you imagine what P- what First Lieutenant Peter Inzarelli would think of this of this country? Of watching a fascist take over and watching an entire political party as a complicit, compliant arm of a of a of a of a Putin puppet wannabe dictator who received fewer votes. They, I mean, on top of it, let's not forget this mother effer got help from the. The, the anti-American authoritarian dictator to to sit where he's sitting, to stain the White House with his orange manias. He hates this country. He's always hated this country. I mean, when President Obama, who received mo- more votes, right? He was popularly elected two times. Uh, all we ever heard from Trump was how this country was... Uh, it, uh, any country run by a black person was a shithole. Remember? I hate him. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought you were supposed to be so tolerant. Liberals are... To- no, honey. We're not tolerant of, of, of fascism. It is the duty of every American, every true patriot, to be intolerant of fascism. And hate. And that's what it is. That's what we have here. So when I don't give a shit what Lindsey Graham says, oh, they're telling us we have concentration camps. You're going to get real, you're going to get people upset. Well, why aren't you upset about the babies in cages? If there weren't babies in cages, we wouldn't have to call it concentration camps. If there were, if you were treating human beings like human beings. I mean, I will trade any of those refugees for any of these filthy Republican racists or any day of the week. What wouldn't you? Those people will bring humanity, value, community to this country. What do the Republicans bring to the table? They don't bring community. They don't bring value. They take value. They suck value out of everything that they touch turns to shit. They don't have the capabilities. Look at what happens when you give them power. They rig and gerrymander. They shove their disgusting loyalists onto the, onto the court illegitimately so that no human being, no average Joe could ever get a break in their courtroom that's what it is. I mean, the, the whole Supreme Court is there, is there to ensure that the working class stays in its place. If, uh, you, you know, you don't, can't get the, the, the plebs to uppity. These people hate democracy. They hate this country. 
They do. I'm sorry to say it. It's the truth. They bring they bring nothing to the table. They don't bring uh, any unity. They don't bring freedom. They're all about oppression. They're about separating people, uh, having everybody fighting along whatever from uh, uh, fighting about their divisions, uh, gays and straights and black and white and whatever. They will never have any. They 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 don't. Uh, I mean, they they don't even want to reconcile anything. Because if you even approach the whatever the problem, if you're let's say if they the finally having some kind of conversation about race in this country, they 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 can't they can't deal with it. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with having um you know having a a country that finally recognizes its racist ass history and 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 atones for it because they want us constantly divided they need it that way they will never you know it's like they're horrible they bring nothing to the table they just create a country of constant ptsd everything they touch this country is fucked up because of them they they don't even want to try to fix it because fixing it means that they lose power and it's about power for them as 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 you know but you know the, the one of the ironic things is that that's what Donald Trump says about democrats oh they want power for the sake of power for what so we can give everybody health care so somebody doesn't have to die by splitting their insulin in half oh boo hoo donald we want power yeah we want to take power from the from the corrupt banksters who not only receive fewer votes but put a legitimate con man as a standard bearer a tax cheating con man now everybody who doesn't pay their taxes that means one less soldier without a boot or or a flak jacket or a helmet you know they're supposed to they love the military though right you're you and i pay for that though not them not donald trump not donald trump jr they don't pay they don't do anything. They are parasites. Back in the day, at least during the 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 labor movement in the first part of the early, last century, and you know, people understood who they were fighting against. They understood it was the bosses. They were fighting against the the corrupt capitalist machine. But not these morons at these Trump rallies dumbasses you know so here's his donald trump hates his country he says uh oh oh his the name of his book is crippled america that's you yeah you don't love this country though right you love it it's crippled scumbags unbelievable never in a day never a day in his life has this bastard given anything to anybody but himself zero zero that is what he is a taker. They talk about takers and makers. Republicans are takers. They take. Not only do they take, literally, they take things from people. They take the spirit, the soul of the, of the community, of the country. The spirit of unity. They don't want anybody to come, us to come together. You know, we talk about it's the, whatever, 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Oh, and uh, yeah, could you imagine? 
That's what back in the day, during that time in American history, when we were able to go to the moon, known the time in American history known as the Great Prosperity, we, when the rich had, they paid a 90% top marginal, marginal tax rate, we had a 35% unionization rate, where we had tax and trade and tariffs, things that would promote a, you know, a, a U.S. manufacturing base, where unions, you know, had a seat at the table. People, we had, we were able to have things like uh, a space program. We could do things in this country, including send somebody to the moon. No, you can't do that now. How could you be unified? They're too busy taking out of this country and ensuring that the future is bleak. We uh, now we're in a, a giant heat wave across the country, and it's only going to get worse because these morons are denying what's right in front of their face. They don't. They, that's how much they hate America, and they hate this. It's not just the country; they hate the world. You know, maybe they hate the future because they're not in it. They're afraid because when they're dead, they're dead. Unfortunately, when they when they're dead, they're. I mean, I guess they want to take everybody with them. Or something. But, you know, all the consequences, it always comes home to roost. It's never, you, you never escape. That's the whole thing. You never escape the consequences. Because in every, every action, the result is inherent. I mean, that's in my whole Buddhist practice. We talk about cause and effect. That's what it is. That's why the, the symbol of Buddhism is the lotus flower. Because it blooms and seeds at the same time. It is a personification of cause and effect, not only because it it, uh, it lives in a muddy pool or whatever, but that's the other. It's, it's in every action, there is a reaction. It's just the way it is. It's, there are spiritual laws of the universe, like there are laws of physics and laws of, you know, 42, what is it? Water always freezes at 32 degrees. Degreases. <laughs> I made up a word. Degreases. But you know what I mean? And there's, there's, everything is cause and effect. You want to know, you don't have to be a psychic to figure out the future. Look at the causes you're making today. What causes are we making as a country? Uh, we're not setting ourselves up for success, that's for sure. We're, we're setting us, we're setting the future generations up for failure. We're creating, as far as, uh, you know, education, we're, we're creating an entire generation of indentured servants to the banks. They come out of college with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. But that's because the Republicans do not believe in education, you see. And we are, have a system that is corrupted by money, and they like for-profit education, and that you should get as much education as you can afford. That's what Romney said. Every now and then, the truth slips out. But you could just see what the Republicans are up to. They don't like public education because on top of public education, on top of the whole, uh, you know, just being an educated citizen, we want to live in a country of, with other educated people. When you write something, you have a sign, and you want to be other people to read it. You know what I mean? That never that wasn't always the case in civilization. Being literate was a providence of the of the rich. That's what they want. 
They want you to be nothing but an automaton who who does who is just a loyalist to them who who does nothing who doesn't who doesn't uh, question them, and you just shut your mouth and die when you're told, and you know go maybe fight in a war of a, a needless war of corporate aggression, and then you know don't pester them. Don't pester them for anything. Like government, they want you to hate government because they want you not to be involved in it. Not, I mean, they don't like when uppity bitches get run for Congress and win. You know what I mean? That they should be celebrating that if they truly love this country, they was they should say, "Holy shit, that is an example of the American dream right there." A Somali refugee comes here and uh, she becomes a naturalized citizen and runs for Congress and wins. Look at that. You know, I mean, we should be proud of that. Most people are proud of that. And in fact, I was really heartened to see when uh, Representative Omar went back home and was met with a crowd of her constituents cheering, welcome home, welcome home. That's the human condition that we need to cultivate because that's that's us that's us in our hearts right what what do republicans do of course donald trump denigrated that saying it was like a paid crowd or something because he can't believe that you know he's used to fostering hate and ugliness that's all that he has when you see when he sees humanity it's like kryptonite to him it's that's but that's our superpower we get to be decent human beings and we will win. That is why we will eventually win. We're up against the bad, a battle of the, of the ages here. It's really against good, against evil. Who are we going to be? What is, is this really going to last? Well, I, this whole grand experiment in liberal democracy, that was I, uh, a gift that was given to us. And are we really going to actualize it? Or is it going to last? Or is it going to go the way of so many other republics before it? Are we going to build on it and make it better? I mean, when we, when we really are unified, we could do amazing things like go to the moon. But when you have a fucking country that, you know, oh, what do we do? We're making billionaires here. That's about it. We're making billionaires in a country where people are dying because they're splitting their insulin in half and they can't have health care. I mean, it's just so sickening. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so speaking of sickening, I was because the, the thing that really the stupidity of the Trump rally uh, and here's here's Trump. Let me see. He was one of the things that really annoys me is. In general, of course, Republicans always say Democrats are socialists, socialists, everything is socialist. It doesn't matter. Anything that that helps the average citizen, they will rail against as socialism. It doesn't matter. They've been doing it for centuries, generations. It doesn't matter. And so who cares what they say? Of course, they're going to say that. That's what they do. But eventually, look at, look at, they, they called Social Security socialists. They called Medicare socialists. It was the end of America. Now they're all positioning themselves as its champion. It's the same thing. We see it now with the pre existing conditions. 
Here's Trump at the rally, uh, at the Nuremberg, the latest Nuremberg rally. Here's him talking about pre-existing conditions. Remember this. Are you ready? Because they give us a bum rap. They give us a bum rap. Patients with pre-existing conditions are protected by Republicans much more so than protected by Democrats who will never be able to pull it off. First of all, never be able to pull it off. Who the fuck gave the pre-existing conditions protections to begin with? Never be able to see it's that's all he has are lies. It's don't believe what's right in front of you. Don't believe the court cases that they're in court now fighting to overturn the entire Obamacare law, they're, uh, they're, you know, just believe what that asshole tells you. We will always protect you with pre-existing conditions. They never protected us before. How come for however many years, my entire life and before, Republicans never gave a shit about pre-existing conditions or any conditions, forget pre-existing or not. They want you to die. That was the Republican health care plan, and it still is. Go die. You know, I mean, so one of the things, the other thing that uh, I would like to see before I die is that we have universal health care. And I believe it's coming. And they understand it's coming. It is. Because the other thing is the Internet has made this world a very small place. So uh, young people especially understand that that other countries, um, you know, they're not as afraid of socialism, the word socialism, that, and other countries have universal health care. The entire earth, save us, has pretty much universal health care. Health care is a right of citizenship. They know, I mean, even Republicans know how vile it is for somebody to seek medical care and not get it because it was the filthy fascist Republicans that put it that really destroyed American the American healthcare system in a way they it was it was Reagan that made that that uh, signed the law that made it mandatory that that hospitals couldn't turn anybody away that is why we have a the a really shitty system where the most expensive and a system that of going to an emergency room for your health care and as a last resort so when your tumor gets really big and you don't know what the hell that's pain in your stomach that you've had for three years or you know you've been pissing blood for a month and you know you finally go and you find out you're dead you're dead in three months and we have the most expensive health care it's not even a health care system it's a sick care system that is the the Republicans, they did that. So because they understood as as vile, disgusting as they are, they know that, you know, people don't like that. They don't they find that sickening. And even I think I was telling you guys when I went down to um, to Washington with Mike Malloy when it was during the Obamacare fight and he was and I was helping him do his radio show and I was and during different breaks I went outside and I was interviewing the tr- the they weren't trumpanzees they were tea party assholes at the time and they were uh, and even this lady that I was talking to and she as she's a moron she you've probably seen her picture 
she, there was there's there's pictures all over the internet at the time of this woman with a big hand. It was like a big hand, um, and it said "Hands off our Medicare," and that uh, that was she was one of them. Like, get your government hands off your off our Medicare. I was talking to that lady, and she was like, "Nobody's saying that we that they can't get health care. That we wouldn't want everybody to get health care. If you're sick, you should get health care." But what we're saying is that you know the government shouldn't be involved. Bullshit. But every, the government is involved. We are the government. The The reason Obamacare was necessary, Obamacare is regulations. We're all on Obamacare now. And, well, as they're whittling it away. Obamacare is regulations. You know, Republicans hate regulations. The Obamacare is regulation that told the for-profit insurance racket, sorry, you can't kick people off when they get sick. Sorry, you have to insure everybody. Sorry, you can't. You can't ask about pre-existing conditions. And that's, I mean, think about that. Pre-existing conditions. You're, because they don't care. They don't give a shit. They get rich denying care. It's not about health care. It's about figuring out ways to deny care. So I don't want to hear, so the thing that I'm uh, I'm bringing this up again, not just because of the Republicans, because now Joe Biden came out with his fucking plan and he's talking about, oh, he, now, I mean, it's so annoying. He was like, oh, they, the other Democratic um, candidates want to abolish Obamacare. This is how he's positioning it. And we should build on Obamacare. The fact is, the, the Obamacare is being attacked because it is the Republican health care plan, and it sucks. Hence, it sucks. And so I was watching, um, you know, Morning Joe or whatever the fuck, uh, because I'm a glutton for punishment. And the thing that really irritates me, of course, well, now Morning Joe is like a three-hour Joe Biden commercial. That's fine, whatever. And... They were, you know, Joe Biden was talking about his, the loss of his son. And yes, it's horrible. And his his wife died in a car accident. His child was, I think, one of, I don't know the whole story, how many died in that car accident. It's horrible, horrible pain and loss. And then his losing his son to to cancer, it's it's terrible. Of course, I've had loss. We have had loss. I have buried people. I was in the room when my father died. I had a, I mean, I can't, we can't go on and on. I, I could tell you a million stories, but so one would imagine that maybe the, you know what? You could understand the, the, the pain of somebody dying without having the chance to live somebody with cancer who is getting bills from a fucking insurance racket and so the but he can't that's that's what i'm saying so all on morning joe they were talking about joe biden's loss of his son and then uh Mike Barnacle and Joe uh, friggin' Scarborough started tearing up, talking about the lo- their losses. That uh, Mike Barnacle's brother died of cancer, and they were reminiscent, and they started to get get choked up. And I thought, well, wouldn't you? Wouldn't that be a uh, a reason why you would 
before universal health care, not for keeping this for-profit rapacious health racket in the catbird seat of power? Because they're like, oh, people, this is the other thing that, okay, the point I'm getting to is that Joe Biden is talking about not um, his plan for health care is will not take away your private insurance. If you if you like your private insurance, you'll be able to keep it. The fact is, nobody likes private insurance. They like getting health care. That is the bottom line. So he's saying, oh, it's just uh, the his plan is what he was saying. What he was telling Mika Brzezinski will cover nearly all Americans. And I was like, why is that good? Nearly all? Nearly all. What about the, the, how many's, how many's nearly? Just some people will be left behind. You know, fuck that. We can put somebody on the moon, but we can't do what every other friggin' country does. For, for generations we could we could we're such a great country and and uh but we we could go to the moon but we can only cover nearly all and who's the who's the who's left behind what the hell is that could you imagine like that's that's an excuse oh we got nearly all it's like nancy pelosi's we want to reduce the amount of dark money in politics not eliminate it but oh, let's get nearly all, nearly all covered. It's so sickening, and that's good enough because here in the United States of serfs and lords, we're supposed to be fine with leaving people behind. That's what they're that's what they're instilling in you. You see that they don't think that you're going to be outraged by the fact that millions will still be left behind. And you're still going to have a for-profit rapacious healthcare system of deductibles, co-pays, exclusions, co-insurance, who's in and out of network, all that bullshit when you go to the hospital and you're unconscious and then somebody comes in and they, they see you. and the, But he's not in network, so here come the bills, bitch. Pay up. And then you have the, the uh, you know, uh, in, what do you call it, collections agencies, and you're trying to get better, but, you know, bills keep rolling in for that for-profit rapacious health care you gotta have it but and it's still leaving millions behind like that's supposed to be okay we're supposed to be fine with that and then they're gonna come out and tell us how they're gonna lament how we're such a divided country oh it's so terrible that we're this united states has never have never been so divided well how about we start by leaving no one behind. Why is it okay to leave uh, some behind? Nearly all. We're going to cover nearly all, Joe Biden says. And, like, that's a friggin' victory? No, because you don't want to fight. That's what it's about. You don't want to take on the real fight, which is against the greedy, selfish racket that has, that, that you're, uh, you know, that is funding your campaign, that is giving you legal bribes. You know, let's put a little bit more in. We're going to, so Obamacare didn't get all the people covered, and that's the problem. And we're supposed to be okay with that because, I mean, that's not okay. But that's not okay. 
So it's about time, as Americans, we understand. We, as patriots, as normal Americans, the normal people, you know, not the Republicans, not the conservatives. We're norm- the normal Americans, the, the normal majority needs to really fight for the fact that, hey, we don't leave people behind. Why is that okay, Joe Biden? And he says, oh, you only have to pay um, eight 8.5% of your yearly salary. Okay, so if you're, if that's, uh, if you make a hundred grand, let's say to keep it easy, uh, well, it's eight hundred dollars a month. That's that ain't cheap. That's more than my mortgage. The fuck, man. So um, this is where we are at here. I just looked at the clock and I got to wrap up. I mean, I'm pissed. So I don't want to hear this shit. You uh, don't don't lament what a divided country you are, and then talk about we we're gonna only cover nearly all. Listen, guys, thank you for hanging out this week. And please become a patron. Buy a ticket for the Minds event. Buy some merch. Do all that stuff. (sighs) I got to go take a nap. (laughs) And listen, like I always say, we stick together. We win. And we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you next week.